What's happening, everybody? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. On today's show, NBA Friday. Let's do it. This is the Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player. As always, special thanks to TopNotchOds.com, one of the best online sports books available. Great rollovers, and, and that's the thing. You guys like to do the deposit bonuses. You put in 100, get 100 back, whatever it is. A lot of those websites out there just completely screw you over with the, with the rollovers. You're never able to get your money out. That's one of the great things Top Notch Odds does. 200% deposit bonus with a 10 times rollover, best in the industry. But to get that, you have to put in promo code SHARPEDGE when you're signing up. That's going to get you that 200% deposit bonus that you can use over and over again. Online, topnotchodds.com, promo code SHARPEDGE. All right, on today's show, going to talk about the NBA. We just got done doing the uh, Premier League podcast for yesterday, and uh, we are on to NBA Friday. Still the, the accent's still there from the soccer show. That's what happens when you do soccer back-to-back with the uh, NBA. But what we're going to be talking about on today's show is uh, the mock draft. It was released for next year. It was a CBS mock draft. I think they do a pretty good job, at least for what's available right now, for the NBA draft. And also, uh, there was uh, The Ringer. I think The Ringer does a good job covering the NBA. They had their quarter awards. So the quarter of every season, we are obviously entering the final quarter of the 2019-2020 year in the NBA. And The Ringer gave out their quarter awards. So we're going to talk about the third quarter of the year and see uh, what we think of some of these awards they gave out. So let's start right there. The Ringer Quarter Award for Team of the Quarter, the Milwaukee Bucks. I agree with this. Milwaukee right now, my number one team in my power ratings, and they have gone 16-3 and in that quarter of play. During that span, the Bucks have held opponents to uh, below 100 points per game, the most efficient offense in the league, and the gap between number two and number one in this Uh, category is very, very wide. The Raptors, probably the best team other than Milwaukee this quarter. It's funny, we're saying two Eastern Conference teams for such a strong West Coast year, but uh, Raptors, good good, uh, quarter, but the Milwaukee Bucks get the honors from the ringer. Player of the quarter, Giannis Attentacumbo. Uh, it, it came down to him and Russell Westbrook, and Russ has had a great quarter, but uh, Giannis is just, I mean, if you look at his power, how he gets things done in the paint, he scores, he can shoot, he's really the best player right now in the league, and it's funny, because you get guys like uh, James Harden coming out after they play one another, saying, eh, he's just, he's all power player. It's like, why would you disrespect Giannis, unless you felt like he imposed something on your game, your style, your image? There's something James Harden doesn't like about Giannis, and I promise you, it's not that he plays power basketball. Giannis, best player this quarter, best player in the league. All right, uh, the rookie of the quarter. Guess who this one is, everyone? Zion Williamson. And if there was any way, if Zion had played from the beginning of the year, no one would know who the hell Ja Morant is. Zion has been tearing it up. He's by far the best rookie in the last 10 years of basketball, maybe in the history of the NBA. I know he hasn't played that many games. I know it's small sample size. And if there's one thing I'm going to get on here and always talk about, it's sample size. But this is different, guys. That That's mostly, that's mostly when we're talking about statistics, letting numbers and math have a chance to breathe and, and correct themselves and write themselves. This is just obvious. If you watch Zion and don't think he's the future of the NBA, we're not watching the same game. Rookie of the quarter, Zion Williamson. Reserve player of the quarter, Buddy Heald from the Sacramento Kings. And I want to talk about Sacramento here because Sacramento has been a money-making machine the last week and a half. We've been on Sacramento three or four times. I believe we're three or four and oh in all of those games. Now the Kings, when it was late January and they'd lost six straight, 
Things were not good. You could look at them and say, ugh, worst team in the West. But they flipped things on a dime after January ended. And a lot of it's due to Buddy Heald of the Kings. And I'll be the first to admit, when Buddy Heald was coming out of Oklahoma as a senior, I was not very high on the the kid. Yes, he could shoot, but we were in a trend of players... One and dones. I mean, all these different guys who've been good in the NBA, they don't stay till their senior year. You stay until your senior year in college basketball if you can't play in the NBA. That's why guys do that. So I was never a big fan of Buddy Heald, but uh, uh, I mean, you look at his last game, 42 points, five rebounds, three assists, nine, <laughs> nine made three-pointers. His ability to shoot is taking him to the next level. And it's funny because guys like Buddy Heald, guys like, oh, what's his name? Uh, Trey Young for Atlanta. I was never big on that. Oh, didn't Trey Young also go to Oklahoma? He may have made not, but I, I thought these guys wouldn't succeed in the NBA. But it looks like we're just getting to the era of, you know, you just chuck it from three-point. Like George Costanza, everyone's a bunch of chuckers out there. But it's working. It's winning. And, I mean, the math works out if you hit... 60% of your three-pointers or 80% of your two-pointers, whatever the hell the math guys say, it it helps to just jack it up from three. And I'll be the first to admit I was wrong about Buddy Heald, the uh, off-the-bench player of the quarter. The defensive player of the quarter, P.J. Tucker and Robert Covington uh, from the Rockets. So a little dual award there. And uh, let's see, we done with all these awards? Most improved player was Jason Tatum from the Celtics. Jason Tatum's weird. I can't figure him out. I, I, you know, it's like, is he Kyrie Irving or is is he an assist machine? Is he part Kobe Bryant or is he, like, like who is he, right? I, I'm still trying to figure out Jason Tatum, but he did get the uh, uh, most improved player of the quarter. All right, let's get into the mock draft, our first mock draft talk for next year in the NBA, give you guys a good idea of the top couple picks that are being projected right now. Uh, This is according to CBS.com, CBSSports.com. We'll talk about the top five players right now because these are always the concrete guys who are usually not going to move around too much, and if so, they usually swap around with one another. This is not like the football mock draft where some quarterbacks who aren't even on the board or they're supposed to go in the second round get taken top 10. In the NBA, it's very, very predictable, a lot of these picks. Uh, a book I just uh, finished reading about a week or two ago talked about GMs in different sports. <laughs> and the book said, if you're a, a basketball GM and you've had a top 10 pick uh, for three years in a row and you don't have three superstars, you should be fired. Like, it's n- I don't want to make it seem easy, but if you look at the job of a baseball GM compared to the GM of a basketball team, I mean, they're, they're completely different, folks. It is, if you compare those two, it is actually easy. To be a, and I want to be careful here because we're being relative, but if you look at a baseball GM, basketball GM, it is so easy to be a, a basketball GM. I mean, very, very easy. Like half the guys writing ESPN articles could have made a good draft, you know, in the last however many years for the Cleveland Cavaliers. So anyway, I digress. The reason why we're doing top five is that, uh, that reason, these guys probably aren't going to move too much in the next uh, couple months. Number one player overall, freshman from Memphis who really hadn't played too much this year at all, James Wiseman. 20 points per game, three blocks per game, 77% field goal percentage, but again, not a lot of uh, data for this season. He is 7-1. He can shoot. And if you add him to the Warriors, that's going to help them down low. Now, of course, they're getting Clay back. Uh, Draymond's already in place. Steph Curry. So if they add Wiseman, he can bring his shooting range, good defense, size inside. He would certainly help the Golden State Warriors. Projected to be the number one overall pick because it would help Golden State. And right now, I think you could say he's clearly the best player 
Now, not, not clearly. I want to be careful there. But he's the best player who can shoot with size in the draft. And that's what Golden State's looking for. And you're not going to get another guy like that until you go down to, I mean, potentially the ninth overall pick. Anye Okongwu from USC. Sorry, some of these names are like reading a goddamn hockey roster. But, I mean, if you're looking for big guys with length who can play defense and shoot, there's no doubt James Wiseman is the pick in this year's draft. And you'll hear that these next couple picks. We're talking about the top five today. There's not another one on the board in the top five. Matter of fact, there's probably not one in the top ten for most mock drafts. Number two, Georgia freshman uh, shooting guard Anthony Edwards. Projected to go to the Cleveland Cavaliers second overall. Anthony Edwards is a special combination of athleticism, shot creation. He can move around. I think, if anything, he's more of a uh, Russell Westbrook who's a shooting guard. So, And he also has uh, two years in college. So even with the Cavs taking guards the last couple years in the lottery, they may look at Edwards. But, I mean, look, for to, to project what Cleveland's going to do, kind of difficult. It's the mo- most dysfunctional franchise in the sport. But according to CBSSports.com, they see them taking Anthony Edwards. Number three pick in the draft goes to the New York Knicks. Of course, this is according to the uh, current projections. Knicks projected to take LaMelo Ball, point guard out of Australia. Um, and this would be a big deal. I mean, if, if LaMelo went to New York... That's just like Tom Brady going to the Dallas Cowboys. That That's going to be a big deal. It's going to make headlines. It's going to sell tickets. And there's a lot of people who think that he's close to the number one prospect in the class. I'm not so sure. You know, I think a lot of it is the publicity. I think he's been on the radar a lot longer than these other guys have been on the radar. But it does help that he played overseas in a professional league. We see what happens to guys like Luka Doncic, who play professional basketball, 100 games, professional basketball before coming over to the States and playing. They're they're twice as good. I mean, it's not even close. So I think Lamelo, because of that factor and what I said earlier, remember how I was ripping on, or not ripping on, but saying how I didn't really trust Buddy Heald, uh, Trey Young coming out of college. It's kind of the same thing with Lamelo Ball. You see this guy's highlights. He's George Costanza. He's a chucker. He's shooting from half court. He thinks of LeBron James. So I don't love what I've seen on the court. It seems like the discipline necessarily isn't there, and he's only shooting twenty four percent from three point range. Maybe he'll hone it back in the NBA. I'm not so sure. He's going to have to good have to have a good combination of coaching, good veteran teammates, and a good strong front office. But number three, according to CBS Sports, off the board, Lamelo Ball. Number four pick for the Detroit Pistons, Tyrese Halliburton, the point guard for Iowa State. You noticing a theme here, folks? Heavy, heavy point guard, shooting guard draft. Uh, a broken wrist cut short uh, Halliburton's season just 20 games in, but man, he had a very good beginning of the year for Iowa State. He's a terrific three-point shooter. We just talked about LaMelo Ball, 20, 24% from three. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, 42% three-point shooter. 15 points a game, six, re- six rebounds a game, and seven assists. So he certainly does the dirty work even as a point guard. Um, and you know what? I compared the earlier guy to, to a Russell Westbrook. This may be a more appropriate comparison because of what he does on the boards. He's a hustler. He's everywhere. He's six five, so he's got size, and he would certainly add immediately to the Detroit Pistons. And the last guy we're going to talk about today, Tyrese Maxey, shooting guard for Kentucky. He is a freshman, and man, I mean, he's athletic. I, I think that the weakness in his game is the three-point shooting. And it's funny because this is a day and age where you kind of need that. So for Tyrese Maxey to be fifth overall says a lot about his athleticism, his dangerous uh, defending. He can finish at the rim better than a lot of players. 
And I think that he would work well alongside D'Angelo Russell in Minnesota. It's not always just about the type of player. It's, it's how does that player fit into the current team that you have constructed. So fifth overall, Tyrese Maxey in the NBA mock draft. And uh, that's how far we're going to go today for the mock draft. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of talk as we get closer to next year, so on and so forth. But that article came out this week, so we wanted to at least let you guys know the first mock draft. Let's start keeping tabs here, all right? All right, good luck, everyone, tonight, tomorrow. If you guys are looking for picks, we'll have uh, Saturday and Sunday's picks out first thing tomorrow morning, if not later on tonight. So keep an eye on those. Good luck. We'll talk to you soon on The Sharp Angle. This is The Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player.